Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart. This afternoon, I'm going to be speaking from 1 Peter chapter 4, and we have a very important verse that I want to share with you, and uh, so I'm I'm going to begin reading at verse 1, which reads as follows. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles or ethne, when we walk in lasciviousness, lusts, excessive wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick or the living and the dead. For for this cause the gospel was preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men and the flesh, but according to the but, but according to God in the in the spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore so, sober and watch into prayer. And above all things, have fervent love among yourselves, for love shall cover the multitude of sins. And so I want to focus on the last part of verse 8, verse 8b, for love shall cover the multitude of sins. Now, you understand, of course, who Peter is. He is the, the great apostle who opened the doors of the church on the day of Pentecost. And so Peter had a powerful presence in the book of Acts. And his was a very powerful ministry given to him by the Spirit of God. And so if you have read John chapter 1, you know that when Peter first met Jesus, he was given the new name. His name was Simon. And Jesus said, you are, you shall be. And so Jesus named him Petros, that is, stone. And isn't it interesting that the new name motif 
is found in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And isn't it also interesting that God does not wait until he gets his saints to spiritual maturity to give them a new name? Because he is God and he knows what he is going to do in an individual's life and how he is going to manifest himself in an individual's life, God gives the new name at the beginning of his of the of his career with that particular saint, because God knows what will take place, and God knows what He is going to do to bring that saint to spiritual maturity. So. Peter was given uh, his new name by Jesus at the beginning of his of his uh, career with Jesus, and so this is very powerful and very wonderful. So, in First Peter chapter four, beginning at verse one, we have these very powerful words, and I want to start at the beginning of chapter four because I want you to see that the the primary ethic of love in the New Testament is not based on emotionalism or sentimentalism. The primary ethic of love in the New Testament is based upon what God has done for man in Christ Jesus. And if you notice, beginning in chapter 4, verse 1, notice the verse, for as much then as Christ suffered for us in the flesh arm yourselves likewise with the same mind <coughs> excuse me for he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin very powerful verse <clears throat> and so in this verse Peter is providing the foundation for what he will say or what he will elucidate in chapter in verse 8. For love shall cover the multitude of sins. First of all, Peter points to the character of Christ. Peter points to the sacrifice of Christ. And what do we understand about the sacrifice of Christ? We understand love. We understand sacrifice and how powerful this teaching is and how necessary it is as a foundation for what it for what Peter is to speak about in verse eight. The love of God cannot be mentioned or spoken about without talking about the sacrifice of Jesus. And so as Peter goes down uh, in, the, in these particular verses to reach his uh, conclusion in verse 8, that love shall cover the multitude of sins. First of all, he wants us to understand the foundation, and that is Jesus. Love in the New Testament is based on sacrifice. <clears throat> love in the New Testament, the term agape, is a noun of action. 
It is not a mere cognitive uh, or semantic category. And there is no mere descriptor in this area. Love is manifested in the New Testament through action. God so loved the world, okay? But then John goes on. God so loved the world that he gave as a gift his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In the New Testament, love is action. And so, Peter lays his foundation, and then in verse 2 he states, so that the believer who has ceased from sin, ceased from sin, that is the believer who no longer practices sin, he says, that he should no longer live the rest of his time in the flesh or in the body to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. And then he talks about the way this individual will be viewed by his former friends. And then in verse 5, Peter says that one's former friends because they they are they are going on in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. They continue in these behaviors, these very destructive behaviors. But then they think it's strange, verse four, that you do that you do not run with them anymore. That you do not live as they live anymore. <clears throat> And you know when you came to Jesus and you look back and you think about what God delivered you from, you think about how God saved you and what a wonderful life he has given you. Look at your old friends. Do they look happy in their eyes? Do they look satisfied in their minds, their hearts? How do they look to you now that you have been awakened by God? That God has saved you, that God has given you a brand new life. Aren't you thankful that those, those days are over and you can shout hallelujah and be thankful that God has blessed you in such a marvelous way? And so, in verse 5, Peter says these people will have to give an account to God for their actions. Because now, because you are saved and they knew you, you are the proclamation. They see you. They know you have changed. <clears throat> and they may reject the message of Jesus, but they see that God has cleaned you up. You no longer chase women. You no longer in, enslaved in pornography. You no longer have affairs. You're no longer cheating in any way. You are clean, and you want to stay clean because you enjoy what God is doing in your life. So he goes on. Verse 7, an eschatological verse. Peter talks about the eschaton, or the last things, the last days. Notice the language. But the end of all things is at, is at hand. 
Be therefore sober and watch into prayer. This is to believers. <clears throat> and above all things, <clears throat> have fervent love among yourselves. Speaking to believers, have fervent love among yourselves. Isn't it interesting that this verse has to be included here? That Paul, that Peter has to tell believers to have fervent love. So I'm glad it's here because we need his exhortation. It is very powerful and very wonderful that, we're, that he writes we're to have fervent love among ourselves. In the first century, when the world looked at the church, the world said what? What was the testimony? Behold, how they love one another. Is that powerful? Is it wonderful that that was the testimony through all of the sufferings, through all the persecutions of the first century church, the world could say, behold, how they love one another. Peter wants the saints to continue in this testimony. Peter wants the saints to have fervent love. And why? Because Peter says love, cover, love covers a multitude of sins. When we love, we don't someone or we when we love people, we don't focus on the sins. We focus on who they are. When we love people, we focus on them as individuals. When we love people. We do so because we know how God has loved us and continues to love us. When we have fallen in sin, He has lifted us up. And we are to do the same for our brethren. Not to judge them. We're not to criticize them. We're to love them as Jesus loved us. How thankful I am that we have this model given to us in the Word of God. Have fervent love among yourselves, for love covers a multitude of sins. Good afternoon. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.